Questions from some of our 3,000 plus siblings. Question number one. How does tolerance and acceptance and support fix bad behavior? Right? Isn't that a good question? You guys like it? Thumbs up? You want us to just be tolerant and loving. They're behaving badly. How does that fix the bad behavior? I don't mind doing it. I'm a nice person. Tell me to go ahead and do it. I'm happy to do it. Right? Okay, we have to make a little time out. This is only for sisters and not parents and not men. This is only sisters if you have a or sister-in-law is also good also. Okay? Now, the answer is as follows. When someone has a fever, you give them Tylenol. And someone's going to say, Tylenol? How's that going to fix the fever? The answer is it's medicine. And this is medicine. The world thinks that if I look down at you, you're going to realize you're making a mistake. And then you're going to want to be like me. But all of the G'daylam and all of the Sfarim say, nope, that's not how it works. Let's go back to the beginning. Adam Kasher, a good Jew. He had children, more than one, who, Nebuch, they went off the derech, Tarbus Royce, bad stuff, and Kfira, even atheism. So if you're an atheist, you don't believe in God. If you don't believe in God, then there's no Tyra, there's no Yom Kippur. You could eat a cheeseburger on Yom Kippur because you don't believe in God. And they went to the Baal Shem Tev. And they said, Baal Shem Tev, what should we do? I would have thought the Baal Shem Tev is going to say, first of all, you tell him he can't come in your house. How could you let that kind of terrible person in your house of Kedusha with the mezuzah and the Tyra? He didn't say that. I thought he's going to say, you got to put yourself first. He didn't say that either. I thought he was going to say, you tell this person, in my house, you have to be Tznias. In my house, you have to wear yarmulke. He didn't say that. I thought he was going to say, say this to Hillam, do this skula. He didn't say that. He said one thing. Lehoiv oisam biyoiser. He commanded them. He commanded them. Vitziva. He commanded them. Love them more. Umach And because of love, they will leave kfira. In other words, we think that if somebody's an atheist, we have to argue with him. That actually is less connection, less love, and it doesn't work. We're all so stupid. The whole world is stupid because every person would say, you have to argue. Baal Shem Tov said, don't argue. Love, acceptance, spend time, be friends. The closer you are, love be yaser even more, automatically, automatically they leave all of that. Why? Because it's medicine. doesn't work with regular seichel. Although we could figure out after you do it, you'll see. Influence is very powerful. Somebody goes ahead to Mechal Shabbos and their family says, we don't want to have anything to do with you. Does that make them say, oh, I really want to be like them? No, they move out. They make bad friends. They feel pain in the name of Hashem and Torah. We pain them and they feel abandoned and they say, I'm never going to do that. That's a fact. That's a fact. They do more sin for more years. And guess what? Everybody who treats them that way are over Isurim. Lav in the Torah. They say, me? I'm the good person. Why am I over a lav? A lav is terrible to be over a lav. Which lav? Do you know which lav they're over? Lifnei iver You can't make somebody sin more. 
And by being merachik and saying, I don't want to look at you, you disgust me, get out of my room, you can't do this, negativity makes them sin more, and your fingerprints are on those sins. I'm not saying that. Maran, Rav Gershon Edelstein Shlita said that. And not just him. The Pelayayid said that over 200 years ago. He said, because the personalities of people are, that when you're strong with them, it's merachik them. And therefore they sin more. Therefore, when you're strong with someone and they sin more, you are responsible. So the answer is that when we give love and we put our arms around our brothers and sisters, even though they're not dressed sneers, eventually we have the highest chance that they're going to want to be like us. Good question. Next question. Oh, I didn't answer the other part. What about the Litvaks? They say, hey, we don't care about the Balshamtiv, even though we all know the Balshamtiv is reliable. They asked the same question to the Chazanish. Chazanish, Godel Adar of the previous generation. Nobody argues on the Chazanish. Not Chasidim, not Litvaks, not Svardim, nobody. And they asked him, what should the relationship be with kids who, who go off the derech? Rahman al And you know what he said? You're not going to believe it. He said, you don't let them behave bad and sin in your house. Nope. Make sure the siblings don't see when they sin. Nope. You know what he said? Seven words. Yenasu lemashcham ba'avoisais ahava. Try to pull them in with ropes of love. And then three words. Vilay lidchaisam chalila. God forbid, do not reject them. Seven words. Chazanish. If we just do this, we will win the highest chance to win every kid back. How much love do you need to pull somebody without a rope, but just out of the power of your love? That's a lot of love. Can you love your sibling that way? It's hard to love even people you like with so much love. How are you going to love people you don't like so much with so much love? I feel so bad for them. You're going to love them so much. Try to pull them in emotionally to be in your life, to be connected with ropes of love. It doesn't say anything about rules, boundaries, consequences. You can't. I'm embarrassed. How come? You can't. When they smell and they make smells and they smoke and all this, that's bad, but you want to fix that. That goes away when we listen to the advice of the Baal Shem Tev and the Kazanish. Ropes of love. And the Laylit Chaisam Khalila, God forbid you don't reject your brother or sister. Don't reject those who are struggling. Don't reject. And rejection is not just when you say, I reject you. You know how sensitive they are. Rejection is when you go. Rejection is when you think rejection even. They know. You're so good that you look down at me. You know how pure you have to work on yourself. I'm looking at some of our heroes, heroines of the skips here. You guys know who you are, heroes, that you hug your sister and your brother, even though you are so from, and you're hugging them when they're not doing the right thing, and you mean it because you love them and you want to be there for them. It's beautiful what you're doing. You shine. You're not angry and bitter. Why do I have to give up? Why do I have to give up? Give up because this is your tafkid in this world. You redeem yourself. Who knows what you did in the last Gilgal that Hashem decided you need this. You need this. 
This is your Nisayim, not their Nisayim. They have their challenges. You have your challenge. Why did Hashem give you this kid? Because he wants you to give up for them. Yes, like, this, like the questioner before, there are times, very rare, that you have to put yourself first if you're going to have a mental breakdown. But people use that way too early. Because as soon as it's difficult, they're like, mental breakdown, too much, too much, got to care about myself. You have to know when. Hey, why'd you black your face? I'm talking about you. You have to know when. And somebody big needs to tell you, you're putter now from this mitzvah, nebuch for you, because it's too dangerous for you. Fine. But there's a difference between knowing right and wrong. You have to fast Jim Kipper. Yeah, but I have a question. Not if it's going to kill you. You're right. There's a chiyuv and there's a ptur. There's a chiyuv to help your brother and sister, mamish as much as you possibly can, at your own expense, but then there's a ptur. Yes, you go to your rav, your mashpia, somebody from who understands the idea of giving up for someone else. Not someone who's going to say, you don't have to give up for somebody else. Really? Did you hear the beginning of the speech? Did you hear about macheni no Did you hear that noyach was told, you don't have to give up for other people, and he had to come back down as a gilgul? Hello? Yes, you do have to give up for other people. How much? You have to go to somebody who's going to teach you how much and where and when. But as much as you can, you're giving up. But guess what? You're not giving anything up. You're gaining. Like I said before, you're gaining muscle. You're becoming elevated. You're becoming amazing. The same people, when they hit that, that place, they say, I can't do anymore. I hear you. But if you could do more, who's going to gain? Who's going to gain? You're going to gain. You're not giving up. You're growing. It's painful to grow. Now, if there is an exception to the rule, yes, but it's being used way too much. Okay. Good question. You ready for the next question? You guys ready? Here we go. How do I make sure not to get negatively affected? Wow. Good question. I'm being nice to my brother and my sister. I get to hear all this chazerai, all of this terrible music. I see bad things. I smell bad smells. I hear them curse. Girls, listen to this carefully. Freeze. Stop moving around so much. Raise your hand if you heard cursing in your house. Your friends who don't have kips at home, don't hear that. They would freak out. They, you're in a different world. You go outside on the street and a construction worker says some kind of a bad word and your parents go, oh, don't listen, don't listen. Don't look. And it's like, they can't do that anymore because it's in your house. Right? You, you, Hashem gave you this. You know every curse word. You know every crazy song on the radio. You know all of this bad stuff. We want to shelter you. We wish we could just put a bag over your head and close up your ears and you could be precious, wonderful, pure, tzadikis people that you are. Hashem had other plans. Hashem gave you a brother or sister in pain. And your parents are under my guidance, under your das Torah, telling you exactly what you're supposed to do. And now all of a sudden you're hearing things that you don't want to hear. You should never have to hear that. I want you to raise your hand. Does it make you want to talk like that? Raise your hand. Yes. It makes me want to curse. Raise your hand. Yes. I also want to talk like a truck driver, like a drunken sailor. Yes. I also want to talk like that. Yes. Does, do you want to curse? Raise your hand if you also want to curse. What's going on over here? How come none of you want to curse? What? You're all going like this. 
Why don't you want to curse? You can curse. You know your parents are going to love you. They're going to ask me what to do, and I'm going to tell them to love you. So why don't you just curse? Huh? You know why? You don't want to curse, even if you can, because you don't want to sound like that, because you don't look up to that. That's not what you want to be. I have a question for you. You know your parents love your sister, and she doesn't dress sneers. And you know you're, you're forced to dress sneers, right? You're stuck. You're stuck. But you know if you don't dress sneers, your parents are going to love you, because I'm going to force them to, whether they like it or not. So does that make you say, you know what? I want to walk outside in the summer without sneers. Because I know I can. I don't care about Hashem. I don't care about the Torah. I don't care about getting a shidduch with a from person. I don't care. I want to go because I see that I can, right? I now want to go ahead and do it. Raise your hand if you want to go out and be not sneers because you know your parents are going to love you anyway. I'm waiting. No? Down. <laughs> don't be embarrassed. You can admit it. It's only us, a few million people. Why not? The answer is because you know more than any kid in your class how disgusting that life is. How are you not going to be negative, affected negatively? When you're on a school bus and you're in a bubble and you see outside, not sneers, you think to yourself, hey, that looks pretty good. Maybe that'll make me happy. Ooh, they're listening to Gaishi music. Maybe that'll make me happy. Ooh, they talk like a truck driver. Maybe that'll make me happy. But when you are in your situation, not like those girls who do, and you actually see that behavior and you see the miserable, miserable misery that they're in, you know more than anybody not to be like that. Do you agree or disagree? Do you agree or you disagree? Do you see how miserable they are behaving that way and that makes you not want to be like that? Or do you feel opposite? That because I see how they behave, I want to be that like that. That's all. I don't want to be like my mother. I don't want to thank you for the thumbs up. I don't want to be like my mother. I don't want to be like my father. I don't want to be like my grandparents and my great-grandparents or my teachers or my neighbors. I want to be like my sister and her friends or my brother and his girlfriends. That's who I want to be with. They look so good to me. They look so happy to me. No, because you know they're miserable and you see, you see that the Torah is right. You see it. Your other friends, they hear about it. Yeah, Torah makes it. You see a life without Torah, a life without being in a system. You know being in a system how important it is. You know that you could have happiness with your friends and going to camp and being normal. There's plenty of room within normal to be all kinds of stuff and still be on the right path. But still, we're human beings and sometimes it can get confusing. So here's what you do when you are going to be exposed and you're going to do the mitzvah of Kiruv, the mitzvah of the mitzvah of our generation, and you're going to do something that you don't really normally do and you shouldn't normally do, and you're going to do something, you're going to hear something, you're going to smell something that's not good for you, I want you to say the following. 
I am preparing myself. I am going to now do a mitzvah. I'm not not caring about my level. I'm going under my level to bond with my sister and brother. I'm going to compliment them because I want to bond with them because the Baal Shem Tev and the Chazanish taught me that the more people that my sister and brother are connected to with positivity and not looking down at them, the better chance they have to heal physically, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And I want to be a part of that. I want to save them. I'm ready to give up. I might enjoy it a little bit. I got to be honest. I might even enjoy it a little bit. It's okay. You could enjoy a mitzvah. You could enjoy shaking the lulav if you want. You could enjoy latkes and cheesecake on shavuos. are very enjoyable. There are some mitzvahs that are enjoyable. But I'm not doing it for the enjoyment. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. And when you have that mindset that I am now doing a shlichus, I am Shluchi Rachmana. I am a messenger of Hashem. And Hashem put this neshama within my reach. And therefore I have a chiyuv to be misak in my gilgul. Like Noyach and Moshe Rabbeinu. Mocheni no mesifracha. I have a chiyuv to go and yinasu l'moshcha ma'avoyse sahava b'loy l'tchay samchalila. I am going to do my chiyuv now to care for my sister, my brother, and their friends and the lost people of our dar who are in pain. And I make a l'shem yichud, that will protect you to know that I'm giving up what I would like to do in order to do the mitzvah. Great question. Next question. Ooh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Oh boy. What do I do? <laughs> okay, you ready for this one? <laughs> okay. What do I do when I see my mother or father are not fully on board with TP? What do I do? I think to myself, why should I give up for this cause when they are not? They're not giving up. They quetch, they complain. They're not really listening. They're not really going to groups. They're not really reading the book. They're not really into it. So they expect me to be into it when they're not into it? Doesn't make any sense. Wow. That is a wake-up call for parents. You could share this piece, this segment with your parents. The answer is, the answer is, your parents are in much more pain even than you are. You won't know this until you have children, how painful it is. And people in pain sometimes, sometimes fail. You have to go to your parents, and you have to take away some of the pain with pleasure. You have to become the adults. And you have to tell your parents, I'm so proud of you that you're trying to be Makar of my brother. When you see your mother or your father struggling with something, say, I'm so proud of you. Positive feedback. I see it's hard for you, but you're teaching me that I'm going to do the right thing also. With love. Don't look down and say, how come you do this? It's their struggle. It's their Nisayan. That's their Nisayan. They have their Nisayan. You have your Nisayan, right? Everyone has their Nisayan. So, you tell them, I'm proud of you that you go to Avi. I'm proud of you that you're not throwing my brother and sister out into the street, that you don't have a house on fire 
and calling Hatzala and Shomrim. I see how much you're trying to give up and I see you're struggling. I'm very proud of you. Okay? Give them chizuk, give them positive feedback. And if that doesn't work, respectfully address it. Mommy, Tati, Daddy, Abba, can I talk to you? I know how much you love me. I know how much you love my sister or my brother. And I know that you want me to do this TP thing. And I see how much you're trying. But I have to be honest with you. It's so hard for me because sometimes, and I'm not judging you, but sometimes I see that you're not really taking it seriously. You're not really reading the book. You're not really sharing the different tire at the Shabbos table. You're not really sharing the clips with me. I see that you're, you're still feeling disgust. I see that you're embarrassed of my brother and sister. I see that all the things that you want me to overcome, you didn't overcome yet. And I, I need you. I need you to be strong for me. I need you to be my leader. I need you to show me that you can do it so I know I can do it. And I'm here for you. And I just, I want to ask you, please, if you can recommit yourself to doing whatever you need to do to save our family. Because that'll help me do what I need to do. If that doesn't work, that's when you call me. I come in with my machine gun. That'll work. You know it'll work. Respectfully. Respectfully. I want to address something that was not a question on here. Can I? Can I? Can I? Please? Please? I'm raising my hand. Okay, I choose me. I know our kids, our kips. Ooh, I got thumbs up. Nice. I know that our I know that our kips are in pain and they behave bad. And they're disrespectful to your parents. They don't have kibbutz aim right now. They're in a lot of pain. And you know what? When they get better, they're going to be amazing. I'm on the other side. I've seen them recover and how, how much kibbutz aim they will have. And they'll take care of your parents. They're going through a hard time. You're also going through a hard time. But you know what I really get scared of? I get scared of regular from siblings who treat their parents disgusting. Who the parents say, I want you to be nice to your brother or sister. And they'll say, don't tell me what to do. And I'm like, you're the from one? I know it's pain, but you're the from one? Or they'll be chutzpah to the parents. That's in the Aseris Adibris. You're, you're judging other people in Mechal Shabbos and they have their Nisyanis and you're from and you talk to your parents that way? You say, no, I won't do it. We had from children who tell their parents, I don't care if you want to go to Avi, I don't agree. Who are you to agree or not agree on what your parents decided to do? First of all, TP is the hardest Mahalach. Much easier to yell and scream and call out Sal and Shomrim and throw them out. Much easier. You're watching your parents become superstars, become angels, bend over backwards, hold their tongue, work on themselves. It's so much harder. But whatever they do with your brother and sister, who are you to mouth off with chutzpah to your father and mother? When you have children one day, chas v'shalom, you have a problem, you'll decide. And even then you have to listen to your parents. But you tell the parents, I don't care you do this kiruv. I have a thing. I don't agree with it. I don't want to give up for my sister. Is that kibbit avayim? And I'm shocked sometimes. The from ones, I'm not coming to your house. I'm not going to this. I won't tolerate. And they cause their parents tsar and agmas nefesh. This is from kite? 
That's what your Rebbe says to do? Go to your Rebbe. Go to your Rabbanim. Ask them. Be, be loving. If you have a problem, work it out. You have to talk with respect to your parents. And I expect that from our skips. You can talk, like I said, respectfully. You can say, you know, I know how much you love me. I know how much you're trying. I have a little bit of a problem. Can we please talk about it? Can we talk together with Avi about it? Can we talk together with our Das Torah about it? Fine, but respectfully, okay? I expect that from you guys. Thumbs up? Ooh. No, thumbs up, yeah? Very proud of you. You're becoming angels. Next question. Ah, boy. She's convincing me to wear not sneeze clothing. She sometimes asks me to taste things without a heksha or a heksha we don't use. She loves to put makeup on my face even when it's on Shabbos. Okay. You ready for an answer, a very clear answer? What do our kips want? Respect. They don't need you to lose yourself. They want you to not look down at them. And they want you to be proud of yourself. You don't become a shmata. You don't give up your standards. You tell them, I'm happy to eat only a heksha. So no thank you. And whether they say, eh, stupid, or whether they say, wow, doesn't matter. Because when they get better, they will respect you. You're allowed to have standards. You are allowed to be you. We have relationships that are between siblings, skips, and kips, where the sibling is the most from possible, and the, and the kip is the least from possible, and they're nafshay, kshura, banafshay, they are one, and nobody has to give up anything. She's still going to dress tzniyas. Your mother is still going to dress tzniyas. She's not going to walk around less sneers to, to bond with your kip. Why? Because they don't want that. They want to look up to you. They want what we have. When I opened Home Sweet Home, which was a house for kids, and we had a bunch of volunteers that were under me, and they would take the guys out for fun. Every night there was a different group. Out of all the volunteers, there was one volunteer that was very cool. He was a cool guy. We were all a bunch of, you know, nerds and he was a really cool guy and when he took the guys out he wanted them to feel close to him so he would drive very cool and he would look out the window and look at things that he shouldn't have looked at and he would curse once in a while with a curse just like them and they all complained to me we don't want him we don't look up to him one kid told me he talks like a truck driver I'm like, you talk like a truck driver. That's how you talk. They know that they talk like a truck driver. They don't want you to curse. I learned from that. I had a meeting with everybody. I don't want to embarrass him. I said, everybody, guess what? They want to see that we are Erlach. They want to see that we are happy. Don't complain about Yiddishkeit. They don't want to see us move. They want to see us davening with Simcha. And one day they're going to say, wow, what do they have that I, that I don't have? They want us to be role models. Same thing over here. Yes, you're going to bond. And sometimes you will do things below your level, watching something with them or going someplace with them. It is a little bit of a gray area. But you be you. 
Sneas, a hundred percent, even more than you want to do yourself. Why? Kirov is showing your brother and sister that I am from and I'm happy. That's what works. Not lowering my standards, not saying, oh, I don't really care about Heksher or I, I will bend, I will eat something. You never have to do that. Now, there are times that the halacha is that you could be even Mechal Shabbos. You have to know if it's Pikuach Nefesh. You have to ask your Das Torah. Each family has their Rav. But as far as bonding is concerned, I am Tznius. I'm not going to become not Tznius to accommodate you. They don't even want that. And even if they say they want it, that's not the, what they want deep down. They want you to be you. And they want to hold on to you and be close. They just don't want you to look down at them. When you don't look down at them, they don't look down at you. We had kids, they said, my father has a beard and pay is disgusting. Now, once you accepted that boy without a yarmulke, he accepts the father with the pays. It doesn't hurt him anymore. The only thing that hurts them is your judgment. That's the only thing that kills them. If you don't judge them, you be you, and they will respect you, and they will love you, and they will be proud of you. If they say it now, or if they say it in a year from now, that's the way it goes. Okay. Um, can I just say something on that? A quick, okay. sorry. Um, sure. It was actually just to I'm do listening. it. Like, right. My brother asked me to do something, and I was like, no, I really don't feel comfortable doing that. He's like, you know, I respect you. So it's true. Like, sometimes it's uncomfortable to say you don't want to do something, but hopefully they'll respect your decision. Yes, and it depends how often, and you don't want it to get in the way. Like, for example, if you go someplace, and let's say there's popcorn that's not kosher, and you say, no, I'm, I don't want the popcorn. I don't, I don't like that Heksha, but I'll have something else. Like to do it in a smart way and not that often. Don't be an annoying person. I don't this, I don't this, I don't this, I don't this. Because then so you have to know when and where. Okay. So the answer is be you. You be you. You have your standards. Now, sometimes we do bend our standards. And this is where it gets complicated. We will go sometimes to, to the parents. will take your brother or sister even to a movie because sometimes we have to, because instead of them going to a movie with all their friends and bad things have happening for six, seven, eight hours, your parents sometimes will go, even though that's below their standard. But that's different than changing sneels, hachshir, and we have to work on each thing in its own time. Okay, good questions, girls. Next question. She wakes me up at night and calls me to watch TV with her in the middle of the night, and then I can't function the next day. She watches very scary movies, and then she jumps on my bed to wake me up. She listens to the radio very, very loud and really disturbs my sleep, and it really scares me to hear that. Now, you can tell that whoever wrote that is in the first year of TP, because I don't think that we have any kids a year later that the Kip is acting so selfish, so in a bubble. Maybe one percent. The point is that behavior goes away when we nurture the person. When we do, we give the medicine. That behavior goes away. Until it goes away, we need to continue giving the medicine. But there are some guidelines. Again, sometimes we have a situation where your parents will advise you, together with your rav, and together with me that it's kadai for you to be woken up and tell your sister, you could always wake me up because you have to be dedicated to her. 
And we do this automatically by physical illness. Chas v'shalom is a sibling that's sick and in the middle of the night throws up and needs you. Everybody says, of course, that comes before everything. You be the nurse. You're lucky that, that that's what Hashem wants from you. Over here, we need Das Torah and me together to figure it out. Sometimes we will say, please don't wake me up at night because I have school. And sometimes we will say, don't go to school when she wakes you up. Tell her, I'm always here for you because she needs you. She's a chayla. So it depends on how sick she is. The other answer is, there are easy fixes that we do around the sick person until they get healthy enough to stop behaving that way. We had a family that the kid was in the basement, invited friends through the basement door. They would smoke, 10, 15 people, smoking cigarettes and other stuff. It would, smoke would come up first floor into the second floor and some of the kids had asthma. They can't die. You can't let that happen. What are you going to do? Now again, if we could say, don't smoke, and five years later, we'll have a kid who's alive and healthy and from, of course. But we knew that that situation, we couldn't do that. So we put an air, an air purifier outside of the door. We put another two of them on top. And then we put even in the third floor, another air purifier. It cost a few thousand dollars, but we solved the problem. They got candles. There are some candles that are even regular candles. The big ones, the white vanilla, takes away the smell. There are things to do without touching the problem until the kid gets better. What do you think happened with that kid? A year later, he was already behaving much more normal. The year after that, he went to Eretz Yisrael, and he was learning in Eretz Yisrael from Yishayim Shabbos. He's from, and he would never behave like that. He, he looks back two years later. I can't believe I did that. I smoked in the house. The behavior changes. Until then, we have to work on ourselves. For a few dollars, you can buy in your room a noise machine. You put on a noise machine, and you don't hear the radio at night. You solve the problem. Is it fear? Why do I have to? Yeah, you have to. You're healthy. You're normal. You have a sick brother and sick sister. You got to find solutions. There's one family. They took a, a humidifier. It's like $30. And it happens to be that that humidifier, when it's empty, it makes a lot of noise. I hope it doesn't blow up. But they're using that. It goes a whole night. Somebody else, they left the air conditioning on, even in the winter. They liked it cold, or maybe they put on a heater. It made a lot of noise. Noise machines, answer, find solutions. Switch rooms. Figure out, maybe I need to switch. Look at the problem. You know how many solutions I come up with? Because people come here, they don't look for solutions. They're angry. They're frustrated. They're in pain. I understand. An outside person like me, almost always find solutions. I'm looking if you're here, but last night, did any of you have all of the rooms in the house and all of the beds get changed last night? It happened because there was a big problem. This girl was next to her siblings and bad stuff's happening in her room. Her sister can't wake up in the morning. Can't bear that. We swapped everything. The parents ended up taking that room. They ended up putting up a door and they made the door soundproof, a thick door. So the other kids down the hall, when they go to sleep, they don't get woken up. We put in video cameras because there were some strangers coming in. And not that we want to catch them because afterwards it's too late, but we want them to see video surveillance, put on a big thing outside, inside. You should just know that we're watching you. We have to be careful sometimes of that also. And sometimes we have to know when to draw the line and say, this is not okay also. Safety first, right? We have to be safe. So that's the answer. We try to solve everything we can 
without affecting the chayla, because we want her to heal. And when they heal, this stuff goes away. We have a few more questions, and then we're going to end. We're going to end with chizuk from very special girls that said that they want to give chizuk. They told me in advance. Next time, like I asked, told your parents to tell you to let me know in advance. Next time, we'll do this again, and you'll have your chance. But we still have some tough questions. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed of my brother. I'm embarrassed of my sister. How do I deal with that? So first of all, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's, it's hard. I feel for you. We can't, we can't snap and make them go away. Listen to the speech that I gave you before. Listen to the chizuk of all the gudailam, of all the stories, of all the divaytayra. You'll realize it's your tafkid. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be embarrassed. Like Rachel Imenu, I'm willing to be embarrassed the rest of my life, married to Esau, to save my sister from pain. But you should know that everybody knows it's not you. You're embarrassed by what somebody else does. Did you do it? I'm embarrassed that my brother has pink hair. Let's divide it. Do you have pink hair? Are you responsible for your brother? What really does it have anything to do with you? When you look at somebody else and they have a neighbor and the neighbor has pink hair. So you look at them, uh, uh, your neighbor has pink hair, your neighbor has pink hair. It's like anything that goes in that nigun somehow makes you feel bad. Your neighbor has pink hair. You'd say, my neighbor, what do you want? It's not me. Is your brother you? Is your sister you? Why are you embarrassed? It's nothing to do with you. <laughs> Remember that. It's not you, number one. Number two, you go to that person, and this is a great thing. You could write it down. You could even fold it up and give it to a few people. You write it down and you give it to the person. I see that you notice that my sister or brother is going through a really hard time. I would really appreciate it if you could please every day say a capital to Hillam for him or her and put their name. If you're embarrassed to say it to their face, write it down, give it to them. I guarantee you they're not going to bother you anymore. I see that you see that my sister's going through a hard time. I'm sure you're a good person and you care about her. Please daven for her. This is her name. This comes with a TP guarantee. If it doesn't work, you get your full money back. Okay, thumbs up. You tried it. You could, you could talk about that when you give us chizuk later. That's it. You end the problem. It's a little uncomfortable, so write it down. Put a card. You can buy a gift if you want. Those are the magic words. Don't be embarrassed. Be proud of you. Now, also, all of these nesiyanis, all of these challenges that you have, remember one thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Hashem, that I am the sibling who is from and strong and happy and healthy, and I am not my brother or my sister in pain. I'll take this any time, but I have a future. I can get married, have children, have a bias be yourself, have a happy life. I know it's hard. I'll take this hardship much better. Sometimes, you know, you guys know what this room is? The TP Crisis Center, do you see it? Let me just show you guys what's here, in case you don't see it. See this room? All the way from one side to the other? What's going on here? Why isn't it? Hey. Okay? It's supposed to do stuff. 
And for those of you who had family meetings here with the whole family, which I, I like every family to do, sometimes it fills up a bunch of siblings. And they're all talking about their brother or their sister so bad. And I'm thinking, could have been the opposite. They could have been here as a regular person and they could be talking about you. They went through bad stuff. You know that. They're messed up. You know that. Say, thank you, Hashem. I will take this and sign any day of the week. I would rather be a skip with all the difficulty, with all the, the embarrassment and all of the having to have noise machines in my room and smell stuff. And, and, but I have life. Thank you. You didn't make me sick. You didn't make me have emotional pain. How many of you know that your brother or sister does not sleep well at night? Raise your hands if you know that your brother or sister does not sleep at night. Look at this. Look at this. What does every teenage person in the entire world have in common? Every teenager in the entire world has in common. They sleep. How come your brothers and sisters aren't sleeping? How many of them need weed to go to sleep at night? They can't go to sleep without weed. Nebuch, sorry, Nebuch. Say it, Nebuch. So sad that my sister can't sleep, my brother can't sleep. Malki, no? How come he can't sleep without weed? You see him, he can't sleep. And they're dysfunctional. How many of them are dysfunctional? Raise your hand. Dysfunctional. They go to sleep in the morning and they sleep a whole day. They're up at night. It's like they couldn't figure out. Night is dark, dark is sleep, day is light, light is up. They keep on confusing it. Nabuch, and they don't have real friends, and they have such drama. OMG, how much drama, huh? You see what they're going through? Drama, huge drama. Drama, it's like you can't make this stuff up. And then, ah, oh, I have a new friend. Vayavai, come on. New Parsha, and you're like, no, don't you see this friend is not good for you? What are you doing? But you can't say that because it doesn't help. Because if somebody's eating dirt, and they think dirt is yummy, then you can't tell them dirt is terrible. Because they'll look at you and say, I don't believe you. Why? Do you, why? you never like any of my friends. Because that's all they can do. They can only associate with people like them. And they just, they think you don't like them. If you don't like their friends, they think you don't like them. Think about it. If you come home with friends and your mother says, I don't like your friends, she means you don't like me. These are my friends. Okay. There's a lot of action happening over here in the chat. All right. Ooh, check out this question. Girls, you're going to love this. You all have this problem, whether you're 20, 30, or 10. What about my reputation? What about Shaduchim? Who's going to want to marry me? Who's going to want to marry me? So first of all, I want to tell you that everybody, like I said before, if you're the happy girl who deals with challenges and problems, takes them in stride, and does a little extra Tehillim, and is happy, and is non-judgmental, that is the biggest Mila in this world today, and any other Mila. What is the number one thing you girls want to marry? Money? 
looks, personality, or stable mental health. The hardest thing to find, you're davening a tefillah that in the previous generations, they never davened. Hashem, please help me. My husband should be a stable, happy person who can deal with life. You're going to show the world, I know how to deal with life. You know what I had to deal with? I had to deal with a brother, with a sister. I had to deal. And look at me. And that is the number one thing on your resume. They're going to see you shining when you go to shul. You're not like, miserable, angry, no fagin. Why do I have to give up? They're going to see you say, my sibling comes first. There's a story of a girl who was 17 years old, Nebuch off the derech, Nebuch on drugs, Nebuch suffering. Her sister was 12. The parents came in and they got a beautiful gift for the 17-year-old. And they tried to give gifts also for the 12-year-old. You know that they love you also, but this was an emergency. And they went over and they told the 12-year-old, I'm sorry, I, I found this for her. I'm sorry, I, I didn't find anything so good for you. And the 12-year-old said, I quote, it's okay. Just take care of my sister. That's all I need. If any of you have a brother, would you want your brother to marry that girl? Raise your hand. If you have a brother, would you want your brother to marry that girl who said that? I don't need anything. Just take care of my sister. Isn't that beautiful? Right? Isn't that beautiful? Me, you wanted to get me a gift? I like gifts, yeah? It's okay. I have life. I have friends. I have family. I have life. I have life. You want to give me a gift? Take care of my brother. You don't have enough money for both of us? Give it to him. I can take care of myself. Thank you. I have normal life. Take care of my brother. Take care of my sister. The most beautiful thing. I know that girl. She's, she's in Shaduchim. I recommend her. If any of you have boys out there and you're looking for a superstar girl, that's the girl for you. But she had a sister off the derech. She grew. She became a giver. She grew from that Nisayan. and she's a superstar. Highly recommend her. Tell your parents to get the resume from me. She's a superstar. Like many of you. I see you. I see you're a superstar. I also remember what you looked like when I met you. Not such a superstar. Angry, nervous, upset. Now you're a superstar. You can deal with problems and you can give up for your sister or brother. And you tell your parents, don't worry about us. We're good. We're good. Just take care of her. And we do this naturally if our brother or sister is physically ill. Right? Go to the hospital. It's okay. We'll take care of the house. I'll do the dishes again. I'll clean up again. Don't worry about it, Ma. Take care of my sister in the hospital. We do that naturally. We need to learn how to do that now also. It's a temporary problem. This is our focus and the function of our lives. Take care of my brother. Take care of my sister. But I have a better answer for you. This story that I'm going to tell you happened here. This is a TP story. This is a TP story that happened here. Are you ready? Here's a family that came to me about five years ago. And Nebuchadnezzar had a daughter who was totally off the derech. And she would walk outside in a miniskirt or jeans. 
And the whole family was so embarrassed of all the neighbors who would look and whisper. But they did TP fully. And Baruch Hashem, this is what happened. The other daughter got into Shaduchim and she did a great Shaduch. After the Lechayim, everybody left. And who's left? The Mechatanim. So this guy, TP father, he tells the Mechotan, can I ask you a question? Lechayim's already over. Deal's done, right? Can I ask you a question? Do you know that I have a, you know, another daughter? You saw Akala's sister, right? She's the one that wasn't wearing that much clothing. You noticed her, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know about her beforehand? You know what she said? You know what the, you know what the father said? He said, yeah, I knew about her. Can I ask you a question? This is exactly what happened. Quote, can I ask you a question? It didn't bother you? It didn't bother you that she had a sister of the derech? He says, it did bother me. So I did what every Jew does. I called my das Torah. I called Maron Gadol Hadar, Rav Aaron Leib Steinman. Now we say Zchus Yagan That's how. He called Rav Steinman. He said, "What do I do? I have a great shidduch, a great girl, but you know, there's a sister that's off the derech there. What should I do? Listen to the words of Rav Steinman. He said, first of all, in our dar, you can't hold it against the family. So many beautiful families have kids off the derech. It's not an X, but." It's not a check. This is what you need to check out. If the kid off the derech is a part of the family and they live together happily, do the shidduch. But if not, if the kid is not part of the family, stay away. That's not the kind of family that you want your your son to be a part of. Exact opposite. You're worried. No. If you make care of your, your brother and sister and they're part of the family, that's what Rav Steinman Gadol Adar says. That's a mila. You can't make them delete. They're either going to be part of the family, coming to the chasana with the picture, and it looks like the whole family got together and took a picture with one of the waiters. Yeah. Or they're not part of the family. Says Rav Steinman, if you're not going to accept this person, even though they look different and they're not from or they're struggling and they dress not sneers, if they're not part of your family when they are off the derech and struggling, you are not good shidduch material. Your family is not the kind of family that a good from family should be mishadach with. Because you were marachi, because you lost. Because you didn't do your tafkid, you let them go. You didn't listen to the Chazanish who said, Why would I want to do a shidduch with you? Why would I want to do a shidduch with your family who didn't listen to the Chazanish? You think you know better than the Chazanish? You're bad people, bad midos. You don't have Rachum and Chanun and Erech You don't go in the Derech of the Balshemtiv that said love. Not the family for me. That's a TP story that happened here. Father called me up crying crying. He called me up crying after the Lechayim. And you know what he said? You didn't just save my daughter off the derech. You didn't just save us as parents and a family. Because of you, because of TP, my daughter, the good one, yeah? Quote, unquote. The Ehrlich one, the Frum one, got her bashert, top, top boy. And had we not listened to you, we would have lost my daughter and we would have lost this daughter. Because Rif Steinman would have said, very nice girl, 
not the kind of family you want to get involved with. Maisa Shahaya, true story. I don't want to tell you something, girls. I could talk, not just preaching, because I did a shidduch with one of my kids who was a superstar. And we did a great shidduch, Baruch Hashem. And when I looked into the family, they had a kid off the derech. They were not TP. I looked into it, and that was my question. And you know what I heard? That even though this kid was crazy, smoking weed, Michal Shabbos, drinking bad stuff, I heard that he was part of the family. I heard that they showed him love. I heard that they had him home and that they were good with him. And that's why I went ahead with the shidduch for my own kid. And I'm so happy that I did because I got a chance to meet this child, to meet this boy. And I got a chance to see a neshamala, a kip, deep down, sensitive, beautiful kid in so much pain, wild, he made a ruckus by the wedding. He made a ruckus by the Afro, by the Sheva Brachas, where he decided, I also want to speak drunk. And I smiled at him. And I was nice to him. And I got to be there just a few years later when it was his Afro. And he was in Shul Shabbos morning with a black hat on his head. Not that I care about that, but it's amazing. He just wanted to be like his father and like his brothers. And he's a long-term learner, plans on living in Kail and Eretz without money for life. And I watched him daven the same person. It's like a different person. He was a wild animal, a drunk, a loud drunk. And it's just a few years later, and he was sitting there like, like an hour. I, was, I sat next to him in shul, I'm not exaggerating. This was like, what? He almost missed his kiddish by his offer, of course, he was finishing Shemaynesri deep into the Kiddush. Tzadik. He's married to a Tzadikis. They live in Eretz Yisrael and Kail. They have a beautiful child. They're starting their family. He's, he's an Erlecha Tamachachum. He's Lechdig. Why? Because his parents didn't let him go. Because his parents didn't say, you can't do this in my house. I have to have rules and boundaries. And there are consequences. And you can't be selfish. Now, Nabuch, you need to be selfish. Let's heal the problem. You heal it with the derech of the Baal Shem Tev and the Chazanish. The same derech as hundreds of other Rabbanim and Gedolim say. Okay, that's the Shilich question. And finally, and finally, now we're going to end with something amazing. We are going to end with Divrei Chizuk. Hold on. Let's make it a separate recording. And then you guys will let me know afterwards if we should send it out or not.